0: Hello, this is Father John Arthur Orr, the Associate Pastor at Holy Ghost Catholic Church in Knoxville. In our last program, I was finishing up Article 44 of Pope Benedict XVI's third encyclical letter that is a letter to circle the globe. Caritas in Veritate, Charity in Truth. I've given an overview of the encyclical I've given key terms of the encyclical. I did a focused presentation on the social teaching of the Church in the Holy Father's letter. I focused on the life issues in the encyclical, and then the way Pope Benedict addresses the family in the encyclical, and that's where we resume today. Listen to this longish quote from the end of Article 44. It's the same passage with which I concluded last time. In Article 44, Pope Benedict says, Smaller and at times minuscule families run the risk of impoverishing social relations and failing to ensure effective forms of solidarity. These situations are symptomatic of scant confidence in the future of and moral weariness. It is thus becoming a social and even economic necessity once more to hold up to future generations the beauty of marriage and the family and the fact that these institutions correspond to the deepest needs and dignity of the person. In view of this, states are called to enact policies promoting the centrality And the integrity of the family, founded on marriage between a man and a woman, the primary vital cell of society, and to assume responsibility for its economic and physical needs while respecting its essentially relational character. So many jewels, so many precious things our Holy Father has reminded us in this third encyclical letter of his. When he uses the phrase, minuscule families, what comes to my mind is how sacred scripture so often speaks to us of the family and a large family as a blessing from God. Think of Abraham. Think of Jacob become Israel both of whom are promised descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky or the sands on the shore of the sea. Their families, anything but minuscule, not 1.2 children. Isn't that interesting? The Holy Father reminds us that these are often symptomatic situations of scant confidence, a lack of trust in God's providence scant confidence in the future. Pope Benedict's second encyclical was all about the future. In hope we are saved. Hope is a longing for heaven. It's a theological virtue. Only God can satisfy the deepest longing of our hearts, and God does, and that is our hope, and that is our future. Life on high with Christ Jesus For those of us who would seek and accept his grace and mercy, moral weariness. Oh, I'm tired of doing what is good and right and true and beautiful. Oh, everybody's doing it. Oh, I don't want to be a stick in the mud. I don't want to say, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. Can't we all just get along? I remember St. Thomas More as depicted in the movie man for all seasons. He was approached by the Duke of Norfolk, who said, Oh, Thomas, just sign it for fellowship's sake. And the saint replied, And when I go to hell for disregarding my well-formed conscience, will you come along with me for fellowship's sake? St. Thomas More was anything but not morally weary. He was morally strong. He was morally straight. He was willing to pay the price, confident in the future God held out to him and holds out to all of us who stand up for what is good and true and right and beautiful, as our Holy Father Pope Benedict does in this encyclical, in this 44th article, where he speaks about the truth of holy marriage and the family, marriage between a man and a woman how many in our day and age are denying this central reality, two men could marry, two women could marry. This is contrary not only to our saving Christian faith, to the sacrament of holy marriage, but also to millennia of civilization. The Holy Father in this encyclical letter, Caritas in Veritate, Charity and Truth, does not mention same-sex unions Per se, he does not mention homosexual marriage per se. But you can recognize in those policies which some promote as being contrary to this sure and certain teaching of Christ presented by his church in this 44th article of Pope Benedict's third encyclical. Let us pray for those preparing for marriage, those who are married and those who have suffered the death of a spouse, that they too might be strengthened by our prayers and by God's grace. The Holy Father makes reference to social relations being impoverished. And in point of fact, a wholesale no-fault divorce is an impoverishment of relations, social relations between this man and this woman, this husband, this wife. There are other policies, there are other risks to this most significant of social relations, this vital primary cell of society. Our Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, next speaks about the family in Article 50 of his third encyclical, Charity and Truth, Caritas in Veritate, when he says, quote, Human beings legitimately exercise a responsible stewardship over nature in order to protect it, to enjoy its fruits, and to cultivate it in new ways with the assistance of advanced technologies so that it can worthily accommodate and feed the world's population. On this earth there is room for everyone here. The entire human family must find the resources to live with dignity through the help of nature itself, God's gift to his children, and through hard work and creativity." End quote. Here we see, again, not the nuclear family, mommy and daddy, husband and wife, kids and grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, but we see the Holy Father referring to the family in the sense of the human race. We also see his encouraging diligence, hard work, honest work, collaboration with the providence of God. The entire human family must find the resources to live with dignity. There's room enough for everyone here. Does not seem that the Holy Father is too concerned with the population myth, time bomb, overpopulation. I had seen a report some years ago where the entire population of the world was said to be able to fit into Texas, the state of Texas, one of the 50 states here in the United States of America. That would leave as arable land, the other 49 states of the United States, all of Canada, all of Central and South America, all of Africa, all of Asia, all of Europe and Oceania to be used for cultivation of crops to feed all those people if they had moved to Texas. It seems the Holy Father saw that same research when he says the whole world, the entire human family has room Pope Benedict XVI continues his presentation on the family in his third encyclical, Caritas in Veritate, Charity and Truth, in Article 51, quote, In order to protect nature, it is not enough to intervene with economic incentives or deterrence. Not even an opposite education is sufficient. These are important steps, but the decisive issue is the overall moral tenor of society. If there is a lack of respect for the right to life and to a natural death, if human conception, gestation, and birth are made artificial, if human embryos are sacrificed to research, the conscience of society ends up losing the concept of human ecology and along with it that of environmental ecology. It is contradictory to insist that future generations respect the natural environment when our educational systems and laws do not help them to respect themselves. The book of nature is one and indivisible. It takes in not only the environment but also life, sexuality, marriage, the family, social relations, in a word, integral human development. Our duties toward the environment are linked to our duties toward the human person considered in himself and in relation to others. It would be wrong to uphold one set of duties while trampling on the other. Herein lies a grave contradiction in our mentality and practice today, one which demeans the person, disrupts the environment, and damages society. End quote. Here we see the great grasp, the penetrating mind of our Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI. He links a concern for the natural environment to the environment of our human lives. Human ecology, he calls it. And the natural setting for the human life is life in the family. He speaks here of conception. Remember, earlier he had spoken to us about uh, in vitro gestation. Let us let the children spend their nine months in the womb. Let us not terminate that. Birth made artificial. Remember, Lord is the giver of life. Life is a gift from God. It is part of the natural makeup. And so he speaks of the book of nature. There is, of course, the book of Revelation, which is a reference not only to the last book in sacred scripture, but to the whole of sacred scripture, the entire canon. That is one book, but there is another book. For those who do not yet have the grace of supernatural faith, they have access to the book of nature. What can we know just by our native abilities, our natural human understanding, This is the reference to the Book of Nature, our scientific understanding of things. What a list the Holy Father gives us. The Book of Nature includes not only the environment, which is important. What is the quality of the air today? What is the temperature of the air, of the sea? What season are we in? These are environmental truths we can know but also truths about our human sexuality, truths about human marriage, not just the sacrament, but natural marriage, the natural bond, the family, social relations. And then he uses that great phrase, Pope Benedict does, integral human development. Mother Church is not concerned only about our souls, but our bodies, and not just our bodies and souls in the here and now, but faithful to her founder, Christ the Lord, our Redeemer, Mother Church is also anxious that we live in this life according to the will of God Almighty, that we might enjoy that blessed life in the hereafter on high with Christ and all his saints. Pope Benedict XVI even uses the phrase human family as the title for chapter 5 of his Third encyclical, Charity and Truth, Caritas in Veritate. The title of chapter 5 is The Cooperation of the Human Family. So the human family is not only mommy and daddy, the kids, grandma, grandpa, the aunts and the uncles, the nephews, but the human family is also the race, the human race. Cooperation is to work together, co, with, and operation, a work. The whole race working together. The whole family working together. Pope Benedict XVI specifies this cooperation of the human family in Article 53, when he says, quote, Man is alienated when he is alone, when he is detached from reality, when he stops thinking and believing in a foundation, all of humanity, the human family, is alienated when too much trust is placed in merely human projects, ideologies, and false utopias. Today, humanity appears much more interactive than in the past. This shared sense of being close to one another must be transformed into true communion. The development of peoples depends, above all, on a recognition that the human race is a single family working together in true communion, not simply a group of subjects who happen to live side by side. End quote. The human race is a single family. Wow. Humanity appears, appears much more interactive. Appearances can be deceptive, Oh, we can all write in on this or that or another blog. Oh, we can Twitter and tweet. Oh, we can have our Facebook sites. But are we really isolating ourselves behind our monitors? The Holy Father does not here spell out all of the ideologies or false utopias he has in mind. He does that elsewhere, which is grounds for another radio broadcast. Hopefully time will permit. The human race, a single family, all of this based on real thinking, on a real recognition to think again. That's why the Pope bothers to write these letters that we might all think and think deeply, not only ourselves, but with one another, not just side by side. Communion with one another, communion with God. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth continues his treatment on the family in his third encyclical, Caritas in Veritate, Still in Article 53, when he says, quote, Pope Paul VI noted that, quote, the world is in trouble because of the lack of thinking, quote. He was making an observation but also expressing a wish a new trajectory of thinking is needed in order to arrive at a better understanding of the implications of our being one family Interaction among the peoples of the world calls us to embark upon this new trajectory so that integration can signify solidarity rather than marginalization. Thinking of this kind requires a deeper, critical evaluation of the category of relation. This is a task that cannot be undertaken by the social sciences alone insofar as the contribution of disciplines such as metaphysics and theology is needed if man's transcendent dignity is to be properly understood. End quote. Here, Pope Benedict XVI has cited Pope Paul VI. Remember, earlier he had raised uh, several of the writings of his predecessor removed a few times. Paul the Sixth died in 1979, and then John Paul the first, and then John Paul II, and now Benedict the Sixteenth. When reading this passage where the human family is called to a deeper way of thinking, and how as a race we need to think about our being one family, the family of man. I'm reminded of a letter of Pope John Paul II's Fides Ratio, 1998, September 14th. Pope John Paul II in that encyclical also highlighted the importance of metaphysics, the science of being, being qua being, being as being. When Pope Benedict XVI in this article 53 Speaks about the category of relation. This is part of classical philosophy. Aristotelian categories of being. Quality, quantity, relation, first and second substance. Relation. Where are you hearing this broadcast? Where is this broadcast being beamed out from? Where was this broadcast recorded? These are series of relations, all of which are real. Even if I'm not in front of the microphone when you hear it. Even if I'm in a different place when it's broadcast. I am where I am. You are where you are. The words are related. Which did I speak first? Which did you hear next? Relation. There are eternal relations in the Holy Trinity and there are temporal relations in our lives. Part of the great mystery of the Christian faith is that God sought a relationship with us not only as our Creator, but as our Redeemer. Not only as our Creator and our Redeemer, but as our very brother in Christ the Lord. Relation. The category of relation is significant. Sometimes they joke, Who's your daddy? Well, we have an Eternal Father who is God Almighty. We are brothers and sisters in Christ by grace and baptism these are real relations even if spiritual. There are further relations when we love our parents, when we love our siblings. Which of us would say these are not real relations? While they are real, they are not substantial insofar as though we love them, our love for them cannot keep them alive indefinitely. Our love for them cannot bring them back into being, but God's love for us has brought us into being. God's love for us, made manifest in the death and resurrection of Christ, brings us back into being, promises us eternal being in heaven. These are different ways of thinking. Some are happy to think only empirically, what can be touched or tasted or weighed or measured. These are likewise real ways of thinking. But those who would discount metaphysics, seeing beyond the appearances a a look of wisdom they have truncated their understanding, and a truncated understanding fails to recognize the dignity of the human person, the unity of the human family, as all people who have, who are, who will be, creatures, brothers and sisters, one to another. This is some of the deep thinking the Holy Father is anxious we renew as he seeks to encourage among us an integration of our development. Not just a material development, but a spiritual development. Not just a spiritual development by praying on bended knee and bowed head with folded hands, but also a spiritual development in our understanding, in the way we think and approach reality, reality such as human development. Is it integral? Are we concerned only about profits or losses? Are we only concerned about material realities? These are the concerns of our Holy Father, and he is wise to bring them to our attention, and we are wise to consider them, let us ask the God of wisdom, let us ask the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, to aid us, that we might be wise in our dealings with one another, knowing that God loves us and wishes us well, and desires us to wish each other well, and to help each other out. Pope Benedict XVI continues his presentation on the family, still in Article 53 of his third encyclical, Caritas in Veritate, when he says, A metaphysical understanding of the relations between persons is therefore a great benefit for their development. In this regard, reason finds inspiration and direction in Christian revelation, according to which the human community does not absorb the individual, annihilating his autonomy, as happens in the various forms of totalitarianism, but rather values him all the more, because the relation between individual and community is a relation between one totality and another just as a family does not submerge the identities of its individual members, just as the church rejoices in each new creation, see St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 6, verse 15, and St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17, incorporated by baptism into her living body, so too the unity of the human family does not submerge the identities of individuals, peoples, and cultures, but makes them more transparent to each other and links them more closely to their legitimate diversity. End quote. How beautiful. Just as a family does not submerge the identities of its individual members, just because a husband and wife are married does not mean the husband seeks to be the man he was before. Just because a woman is married does not mean she ceases to be the lady she was before. Just because little Billy and little Susie are siblings doesn't mean they're not distinct individual members. The church, too, rejoices in each new creation. This is a reference to holy baptism. Incorporated by baptism into her living body, the church, the mystical body of Christ, the family of believers, The human family does not submerge the identities of individuals, peoples, cultures, individual citizens, individual souls, individual human beings in peoples, the people of one land, the people of another, cultures, the culture of one people, the culture of another people. The root of the word culture is cult, that is, the worship of God. And so, one time I had opportunity to sing a prayer, a prayer called the Hail Mary in English. I sang it in Spanish and in French and in English. I omitted singing it in Latin, but each of them, while honoring the Mother of God, represents, reflects the various cultures which compose the notes, even though the words mean the same all venerating the mother of God, Mary, the mother of Christ, who is God, the mother of his mystical body, which is the church, the family of God on earth, even as Israel of old began God's revelation of his family in time. Let us continue to pray for and with each other that we will always be concerned to be living and active members of God's family on earth, that we might seek to be a developed people integrally, not just our spiritual lives and selves, but our material side as well. My next program will continue my presentation on Pope Benedict XVI's third encyclical. Until then, God bless you.